0: Well, dates from the middle of nowhere. I'm leering. It is Edgy Wednesday. So I'm going to give you my standard adult warning. You've been warned. There could be some adult content. The funny thing about that is, even as I say that, I have no idea what will be in this episode, like just how adult content it will get. Because while I do loosely think about what I'm going to do for each episode, I don't plan that far ahead. So one of these days, I'm going to plan one ahead and see if you guys can tell the difference. I suspect it will be obvious, but we'll see. Before we get into the meat of the episode, I want to share a comment that I received from Colin over at Spike Pit. He was talking about feeling like an outsider, and it really got me thinking, and so I thought I would share. I will share my comments afterwards.
1: Hey Lewin, you know the other thing that I really uh, identify with is when you talk about feeling like an outsider, I uh, I really, I don't know if I'd say suffer with it, because I'm not always that bothered, but sometimes you just, I don't know, almost wish you, f- you fitted in a bit more, but I also do do kind of like my individuality. I quite like the idea of trying to think differently and trying to be a little bit different because sometimes you, you see big groups of people and it just looks like they've got stuff wrong and then I don't really want to associate with that. But yeah, sometimes I just feel like i a Martian and I've landed in in the wrong world or my wife sometimes says i was i was born in the wrong period in time um (laughs) whether
0: i'm guessing that colin was about to say whether too soon or too late (laughs) i don't know for sure he'll have to let us know you know uh i i'll tell you when i had this feeling more than anything is on 9-11 so i remember very distinctly when that happened um, my 18 year old son was an infant in his crib sleeping. And when that happened, one of my first thoughts was, I just need to be with other people because it really freaked me out. I mean, we had horses at the time. Gosh, I think at that time we had like six or seven horses. And I remember, um, looking out my back window and seeing them standing out there and thinking if the whole world goes nuts, will I have to fight people off not to eat them like that 's where my brain went, you know, anyway, I make no excuses. I was freaked out, so we decided that we were going to go to this episcopal church because we were homeschooling my older son at that time. Um, he was homeschooled through the middle school years, and uh one of the moms there uh, in that family, the dad, was a a I can't remember if they call them ministers or priests or what in an Episcopal church, but anyway, he was whatever the equivalent of that is in an Episcopal church. So, so, you know, one of the times being a tree hugging pagan is a problem is that when things like that happen, we don't have a building to go to. We don't have a church. The meetings that we had when we were in that group happened in a meeting room that we rented. So we couldn't, go like emergency call and say, Hey, we need to rent the room for an emergency. You know what I mean? So we went to the service and I have to tell you that I, I was so disturbed. I I walked out of that church just going, wow, like just wow. Because the whole undertone of it was about how evil the people who did it were and about how uh, the, the self-righteous and the just and the truly God fearing We're gonna go to heaven anyway, so even if they died, they like like it was a good thing. I don't know. I, I it freaked me out, I have to say. I mean, I have always felt different because I'm not Christian. I really never have been Christian. And I have to say that after that I have never felt so different from a population of people as I did the moment we walked out of that church and I went, holy cow. If any of the people in that room knew what I really think about any of this, I mean, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. So, and realize this was like a, these are not evangelicals. This is, they're just a bunch of Episcopalians, you know what I mean? So that really freaked me out and it really made me feel like, okay, yep, I really am on the outside. But I have to tell you that another part of me really envied them having a place to go and sit in a room full of people and, and have... Some feeling of, I'm amongst my people. I'm making air quotes, of course you can't see. Uh, and, and and it really made me stop and think about why people are as tribal as they are. Like, I really do get it. I do. Uh, and sometimes I think, well, maybe I could just, uh, you know, ignore this part of me or that part of me and try to conform more and try to fit in. and And then at least... Uh, we would have some sort of community. You know what I mean? Uh And I don't, I just, I can't do it. It's not like I haven't tried, especially when our neighbor stopped speaking to my son and, you know, wouldn't let him play with her kids anymore and all that over a Native American sweat lodge. I mean, I, I've tried, I have, and in the end, I just don't fit. The thing is that I don't think everybody has to fit. I have lots of friends who don't know everything about me. Some of them don't know any of the four labels that I mentioned in the introduction to this podcast when I did, and they don't need to, they can know me and be friends with me in the setting where we are friends, like particularly I'm talking about like at work or, uh, when I was homeschooling in the homeschool community, I really don't feel the need to walk around telling every homeschool mom, my four, you know, labels, right? Right. That's not needed, but I I will say when I was young, my mom used to accuse me of being different just for the sake of being different, and at the time I didn't have the words for it, but now I just, I find that so laughable because, you know, it would be a lot easier to be the same. It would be a lot easier to be more mainstream and to not walk around feeling like there's some parts of me that the people at work who like me best would really never accept, you know? I don't know. It's a strange thing, but I know what you mean about, uh, Colin, about feeling like it's a good thing to be an outsider, you know, on some level. And I definitely think it's good to think openly. I mean, (laughs) if nothing else, that is, I'm pretty darn vocal about that on this podcast. (laughs) And that is why I have not told anyone at work that I am making a podcast. You know, if they found out, it's not like I would feel shame about it. I just don't want to deal with the fallout or the repercussions of it if I don't have to. That's all. I really do think about what I say on here just in case, but at some point, maybe that's my little rebellion uh, against just being some Joe Blow average mom who lives in the middle of nowhere who isn't helping the cause. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, thank you very much for the comment, Colin. I have a couple of other responses that I'm going to save until tomorrow because they apply to things that I've talked about on Mental Health Thursday. I don't think it broke 75 degrees And in the afternoon it started raining So I am sitting in Optima Studios right now And there's a gentle rain hitting the car I don't know if you can hear it, it's not that loud Every once in a while a drip off the tree or the car hits the car And I think, ooh, I bet they're going to be able to hear that But I can't hear my little froggies And I can't look at my beautiful stars But it is nice and cool And there's a chill on my skin And that always feels so good I found myself today, when I got to my office, I put on some music to listen to while I was working on something that was particularly repetitive, and I came across a song that I, it's so funny, this song I forget about sometimes, and every once in a while I'll rediscover it and go, oh my gosh, I love that song. So it's a song called Unfold, and it's by Alina Baraz, and I think his name is Galamatius or Galimatis. Uh I would have to go look, but anyway... I can't remember where I first found it. Oh, I do know where I found it. My little granddaughter used to spend the night with us. Every other weekend, she would spend the weekend with us. And we used to put on Pandora for her on our TV and just cover up the screen with a blanket and play a station called Buddha Bar. And it had some of the coolest music on it. I have found some wonderful songs through Buddha Bar. And this song actually was through Budabar of all the crazy things. But I remember what grabbed me was the funky beat. I mean, you know, you'll recognize the theme when you hear the clip because I have, you know, a thing for that kind of music. But when I first added it to my playlist and listened to it and actually listened to the words, I realized that the words are really beautiful. So it's called Unfold and I'm going to play the clip and then I'm going to talk about some of the lyrics of this song. I remember the first time that I listened to that when I was in my car and I was alone and I had it cranked up nice and loud. And I was just trying to hear the lyrics because while, I I know I've mentioned before, uh, while I can really enjoy a song for its music, a song that has good lyrics and good music is a particular treasure to me. And this song, the first thing that grabbed me was this little snippet, actually. And I remember thinking hold on. Did she really actually just say that? And so I played it again, actually. And I was like, wow, that is really beautiful. I mean, I I don't know. I just, I found that beautiful. Um, So in the clip, the words she's saying, letting you consume me, that's actually from like the third line of the song. And then it says the part of me that eyes can't see the glowing underneath, picking off the petals. I'll let you if you're gentle. And then the chorus is, hey, watch me unfold, watch me unfold. So when I first listened to this, I thought, oh, what an interesting thing. You know, I don't know. I I was just trying to visualize and, you know, with the music. And of course, the first thing I thought of was like a lotus flower. Right. And I realized that she's talking about something that's actually really meaningful to me. So An interesting factoid about me is that if you line up every person I have loved, male or female, you will find there isn't like some common theme like tall or short or skinny or normal or fat or pear-shaped or apple-shaped or, you know what I mean? Uh, Brown hair, blonde hair, red hair, none of it. While there are certainly things that I can visually find pleasing, it's funny because when I meet someone if I'm attracted to them, it happens the other way around. So I'll meet someone I'm attracted to them. And really what I'm attracted to is their mind, their sense of humor. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, you know, when I met my husband, one of the things I was attracted to was that he was really self deprecating and, um, he has this, he has a very sharp wit And sometimes he'll say really funny things and then he'll almost like be embarrassed that he was funny. It was much worse when we first met. And I was just like, oh, my God, that is so endearing. I mean, there's just little quirky things about him that I found adorable. And so then what happens is someone like that attraction kind of thing going on. Then I start noticing physical things about them. And the first thing I noticed about him was that his eyes are the most beautiful color. His eyes are brown. But his eyes aren't just brown they're like mahogany brown they're like there's a lot of gold in there and I just like to look into them sometimes and sometimes I can make him extremely you know uncomfortable with how much I like to look into his eyes (laughs) but he'll just have to suffer he's gonna pull through that's what I keep telling him And so, you know, there's other little things about him, like when he smiles, he's not somebody who smiles a lot. And when he does, oh my God, he's just so handsome to me when he does that. I don't know what it is about it. And, you know, silly things like he'll be in the bathroom brushing his teeth and I'll look over. I don't, you know, like I'll be doing something else randomly getting ready for bed or whatever. And I'll look up and he's standing there and I can see him from the side, you know, his silhouette and He played soccer when he was in high school and he, to this day, 51 years old, has really beautiful thighs. I don't like, you know, how many people go around going, woo, look at those thighs. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. There's just little weird, quirky things about people that when I fall in love with their mind, then I fall in love with little individual quirky things about them, you know, and, uh, this song reminds me of that in that when she's talking about the glowing underneath, like later in the song, if you look up the whole song and you listen to the entire song, part of it, uh, I actually had to look up some of the lyrics because uh, some of it I couldn't hardly even understand, but some of it was super clear to me like that little snippet. And one of the things she said that I had to look up is she says, Hey, he says that I'm glowing. And you know, I think, Uh, that whole theme, like of someone seeing deeper into you than just what's on the outside of your skin. You know, maybe it's because I have never been classically beautiful. At my skinniest, I was not classically beautiful. I just, I'm not a classically beautiful woman. I I don't think I scare small children. Don't get me wrong. But like, I'm Polish. uh, I, I have a nose with a hump in it. It's not like a monster hump. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, my eyes are a little too far apart. You know, I can certainly critique myself all day. But my point is, I don't fit. Like, people don't look at me and go, Ooh, that's a strikingly beautiful woman. And they never have. And that's okay with me. Because I've known people like that. I was actually really good friends with someone when I was in school who was strikingly beautiful and absolutely hated the fact that that's all anyone ever saw about her. So, interestingly enough, I, having been close friends with her... I really did realize that there that's a double edged sword and (laughs) a funny story. Uh, I used to um, go out dancing at the bar sometimes right after I uh, turned, I got, gosh, was I 21? I think I was 21. It was after my older son was born, before I met my husband. And I would go out to the bar dancing with this woman who was just a knockout. She was gorgeous. And she put a lot of time and energy into her look, you know, and everything. But she was really funny and she was... uh, um, she had a great sense of humor. She was a little snarky, but not mean. And, and her and I used to joke around all the time. She worked with my mom of all things. And we were talking one time, she was talking about how, when she goes to the bar, men just treat her like a piece of meat. And I was joking around with her about like, yeah, well, I don't have that experience. You know, it's not like I get ignored, but, uh, I, you know, I'm just not striking that way. And I was telling her that, you know, she needs to figure out how to learn how to handle men who treat her like that and make it very clear from the beginning that that's not acceptable, you know? So she used to get a huge kick out of her and I going to the bar and a guy would do that to her, you know, like completely objectify her and I would be sitting right beside her. And instead of her saying anything, I would say something. So like he would come up and say some totally just asinine line and I'd go, wow, do you like actually pick up anyone with that line? And, you know, often they would kind of give me a look or be like, oh, go away ugly. Or, you know what I mean? I don't know how much time you spent in bars, but I haven't spent a lot. But I was really shocked at how shallow and rude some people were. But but it was a big game between her and I. And so then she would, you know, talk to me and not him. and And it just became this thing where actually after that she said to me, I understand now like where I'm accepting that behavior without realizing I'm doing it and the way I'm reacting to it so that was a really interesting friendship eventually I stopped because I got a different job and I was working too much and I you know stopped going out to the bar and everything but it's that uh really made me think about the fact that being beautiful on the outside is not all it's cracked up to be. in so, on some level, I don't think, at least as a woman, I don't know about men. Like it seems like with men, um, appearances aren't that important. Now I can't say anything for younger generations. I can tell you for sure that I, son who's almost 29, I just don't get how <laughs> so much of that is so shallow, you know, uh, uh, and my younger son, who's 18, being autistic, he has no interest or participation in that scene at all. So I don't know what it is with his generation. But, oh, my gosh, with my older son, I, I, you know, it's all happening online. And it's hook up, hook up, hook up, you know. And, and I don't get it. I really don't. I, I don't get the allure of it. I don't get it. But anyway, <laughs> you know, that's me being crotchety old mom, right? So anyway, about this song. It really made me think about the fact that what she's singing about here is someone is letting someone in to see what's inside of her and like someone appreciating it. So someone seeing what's under her skin, not just the outside of her. And uh, it's interesting to me because it has a beautiful beat and it has these beautiful lyrics. So I just love this song. So anyway, I encourage you to look it up. Um, I'm going to read you the second verse of it just because I think it's interesting. It doesn't sound nearly as interesting without the beautiful music and her beautiful voice, but I'm going to share it anyway. This kind of love we can't control, the art of touch, I am covered in gold. I I know that you feel me now, no, I'm never going down. The parts of me buried underneath, the glowing, don't you see? I know that you feel me now, no, I'm never going down hey, watch me unfold, watch me unfold. I I just, there's just something about that that's like, um, you know, something that I've always loved is just touching skin. You know, skin is like your largest sexual organ, right? And uh, especially when in an aroused state, I mean, skin can become so sensitive that if you can just relax and, get everything else out of the way, it can just feel really exquisitely good to have your skin touched. And I'm not even, we're, I'm not even talking about like sexual touch here. I'm just saying, I think that's one of my favorite parts about every once in a while I'll have a day when I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I'll walk out in the morning and it'll be just the right kind of cool chill on my skin. You know, I don't know what it is about that. That always gets me going and I will spend the day on and off thinking about some version of intimacy, sometimes sexual, sometimes not. And I'll just spend the whole day in a bit of a state, you know. And the thing that fascinates me about that, that is when little things like my hair brushing my neck or sometimes uh, when I'm driving especially, I drive the exact same route and a bunch of my route is country road where there's not a lot of cars So it's not like I'm in a lot of traffic and have to pay a lot of attention. And so I'm often thinking or I'm listening to a podcast sometimes. But when I'm in that state, I will often listen to music instead of a podcast and kind of be in my own head. And a lot of times what I'm thinking about is times in the past when I have been in that state and then I have had the time to just relax and like be touched or touch someone in just like a a. Just an experiential kind of a way, not in a driving towards the final event, you know what I mean, kind of a way, like for example, uh, massage is a good example of this, so uh, one of the things I love about getting or giving a massage is that it you know you touch so much skin, and I have to say that on the rare occasion when I have gotten a massage. On a day when I was in that state, I mean, it was just like it is like this weird nirvana state that it puts my brain in. It's awesome. I would encourage everyone to try it. Right now. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know. So much of the time, in this big hurry, and they're they're looking at the outside and going, Would I enjoy putting my hands on that? Could I have that on my arm in front of my buddies and that be okay? You know what I mean? Uh, Especially (laughs) younger people, I think. You know, but that's like crotchety old grip mom talking, right? Uh, and, and I just feel like they're missing so much. It's almost like they're seeing just the tiny little bit of the iceberg when there's this gigantic, you know, almost continental size piece of it under the water that they are just completely missing. And I keep thinking to myself that the day that some woman grabs my son's heart and introduces him to all of that, Maybe he will finally settle down and be with someone and, you know, realize that it's not all about chasing new meat all the time. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just a mom's wishful thinking. Anyway, so I would encourage you to go find that song and listen to it. I love that song. I think it's fascinating. There are a couple of other songs on the album that that song is from. I'm trying to remember what the name of that album is. I'm not going to be able to find it right offhand. Gosh darn it. I can't believe I don't remember the name of that album. I'm such a bad podcaster. Like a good podcaster would have looked all of this up ahead of time, right? <laughs> oh, well, I guess we'll just have to live with my little quirks. Um, I can tell you what the picture is on the cover. That's not very helpful, is it? Hold on. I'm looking it up real quick here. We'll see how quick real quick is. <laughs> I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I have found the cover of the album, I'm going to the album. The album is called Urban Flora, and the guy's name is Gallimattias, G-A-L-L, no, G-A-L-I-M-A-T-I-A-S. And her name is Alina Baraz, A-L-I-N-A-B-A-R-A-Z. So I love her voice, I have a thing for like, you know, smooth throaty voices like that. As if you didn't already know that if you listened to the Not Edgy Wednesday. I'm curious what your thoughts are about stuff like that, about that song. I would love it if you would share if you know of other songs that are in that vein or other songs that like bring thoughts like that to you, either from their lyrics or the music itself. Um, and you know what? If you don't share any of that stuff with me and all we ever talk about is games, that'll be okay too. I hope everyone is doing well, and I will talk to you tomorrow.